previously on my best friend's journal. Mike gave me a journal. I'm going to give it a try. That bed frame had bed bugs. <sighs> I wore Michaela's tiny, tiny white overalls, and that was it. For all that talk of my supportive gay community with me, none of them dressed up. Cam's making a face because he had a slightly tighter than usual tank on. You are expected to dress up. You put that expectation on us. Uh, bussy, for anyone who hasn't quite made that leap yet, means boy pussy. <laughs> Watch new pussycat. Watch new pussycat. Did you rename someone's pet while they were on vacation? I actually do that quite a bit. Um, <laughs> that's insane. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Just a quick request before we begin. Could you just uh, move the cum rag off my seat? Uh-huh. Great. In front of my... Spot here. How dare you? That How dare just... I? You put a cum rack in front of me. It's like a tiny, tiny, it's a little hand towel and it is not a cum rack. It is a yellow stained white towel that looks exclusively used for semen. Okay. That yellow stain is coffee and it's sitting there because I dribbled my coffee earlier. Dribbled your. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dribbled my coffee on the desk. Okay, sure. That's what that is. Do you think I would just leave a cum rack out? I am a better host than that. Thank you very much. Do you feel like you're hosting when I'm here? I do. You do? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. No, in a good way. I love having people in my house, but it's like, it's different than if, uh, having you here is different than like if there were like out of town guests like regularly, but I do feel like I want to make you as comfortable as possible. That's what I mean by that. Hmm. And I would not ever, ever, ever leave a cum rag out as we have spent (laughs) an hour setting up our recording studio, just working around. You can't, you can't tell me it doesn't look like one though. That's true. Although I would never use Unless like desperate times, but I don't use towels or cloth to Not like a washcloth. Never. What do you use? Like tissue paper. <laughs> like leftover wrapping. Mm-hmm. No, I <laughs> from gift bags constantly. When like Christmas morning is a treasure trove for me, I'm like, look at these garbage bags of cum dump I have. <laughs> <laughs> just dragging it across your Scraping. skin no like, it's not absorbent at all not tissue tissues or like toilet paper i combine the two okay um i don't like things i can flush sure okay i mean that's fine do you ruin a lot of stuff that way no i never ruin anything i'm not a child i don't like like children can't come you know what i mean like a young teenager who's like ruining all the like textiles in their home <laughs> the curtains <laughs> It's that scene from Bridesmaids. And there is semen all over everything, okay? Disgusting. I cracked a blanket in half. Do you get where I'm going with that? I I cracked it in half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I will, uh, you know, a a towel. I like something that's sturdy that's not going to, like, rip apart like a, like a, you know, double-ply toilet paper. Um, Like a towel or like a, you know, a 
an old T-shirt from the old just, dirty clothes, whatever. It's, it's never. Gonna, it's gonna get washed, but it's never the same. It's, uh, they leave stains. It gets crusty. Like it gets no, washed, no, no, but no, no, it, no. I feel you, like semen is damaging. Semen is not damaging. That is just <laughs> wrong. And also, you just don't want to use whites because, like, any kind of like just how sweat will stain whites yellow, uh-huh. so will so will semen. But you can you can use you know just and like a. A dark T-shirt from the dirty laundry. It'll be a T-shirt that you're gonna wear again. Yes. If it's staining the whites, then obviously it's doing something to the. Okay, this has gone on forever. That is not. (laughs) That is not how things work. A stain doesn't mean that it's dirty. If you, if there's a red wine stain on something and you wash it and there's still a red wine stain on it, it doesn't mean that it's dirty. It just means that it's stained. These are two different things. Okay, I get that. But also, I'm thinking, wouldn't white be better because then you can bleach it? You can't bleach clothes. Did you know that if you use bleach on things like sweat or jizz, um, things that are like, that are bodily proteins, uh-huh. they will uh, bleach will actually make it more yellow. Oh, so I didn't. So you have know to that. use like baking soda and hydrogen peroxide to get sweat stains out. You can't use bleach to get like yellow pit stains out because it'll make it more yellow. This has been a homemaker corner. I do have a brand, don't I? <laughs> You want to make a paste of equal parts hydrogen peroxide and baking soda uh, and water, and then you use like a toothbrush and rub that in, let it sit for about 30 minutes, and then you just wash it with regular whites, and those stains will come right out, and your white t-shirts can be worn again. So five minutes in, I think it's time to say hello and welcome. (laughs) Oh my God, we started with Comrag and didn't even get to the name of the podcast. This is my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. And this is where we tell you how to get cum stains out of your white washcloths. <laughs> and this is where Mike tells you just to not use the white washcloth. Uh, I, I like a sturdy thing. That's all I'm saying. So like a towel, you know. Okay. We can't. We just simply can't jump back into that. I think it's gotten more than enough time. Okay. Um, what I would like to jump into is the thing underneath your not cum rag. <laughs> Which is your new journal. My new journal that you gifted me for my birthday back in September. And I have been patiently waiting. Um, I'm a true Virgo and could not possibly start that thing in the middle of a year. So Mm. I had to wait until January 1st. And I started my own five-year journal. Like a lot of listeners have. We've heard heard from a lot of people that they have been inspired to start journaling because of Mikey and what he's done. And so, uh, yeah, I'm now one of the many. Oh, it, It makes me very, very happy when listeners let us know that they've started journaling. Um, it's my favorite gift to give. I think I've mentioned that before. I think it's a, it's great for everyone, yep. but I do have some advice for you as you begin your, um, journal journey. Lay it on me, baby. The first year is the hardest. A, you've got to develop the, the habit. first year is the hardest. The oh, first cut, cut is yeah, the yeah. deepest. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, what do I owe for tickets? Fuck off. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the first year is the hardest because A, you got to develop the habit and B, it's just not as fun because in year two, all of a sudden now you have a year of things to look back on from the previous year and you get to compare and contrast and it gets exponentially more fun as the time goes on. So I will encourage you just to make it happen for a year, however that means, keep it short, don't feel like it's too much of a pressure. And then a year in, it's going to be a habit that you can't quit. That's really fun. And also that reminds me that we need to be, do better when we're in your journal about looking at what we were reading Oh yeah, about last year, you know? Uh, we'll try to keep each other accountable on that one. And perhaps in... in Years to come, this could be my best friend's journal as a two-way street. Yeah. If we make it to 2020, then I can read yours and you can read mine. You mean we as humanity? Yes. Also, it's 2020. No, I mean this podcast. Oh. <laughs> I know what year it is. <laughs> no, I mean if World War Three doesn't wipe out podcasts. Mm-mm, that's okay. anxiety threshold. <laughs> <laughs> need to have like a uh, an alarm things we can't talk about it reminds me when we went to see bombshell oh last week uh we <laughs> we 
we're skipping into that movie. We're just in a really fun mood. We had recorded <laughs> that day. We were having a really good old time. Wait, uh, do you remember uh, the conversation we had while we were skipping in? I just did, actually. <laughs> Would you say that's your gayest moment of the week? Uh, yeah, I hope so. I really, really hope so, because any gayer is uh, not socially acceptable. Gay, 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 gay. Do you laugh when you're listening back to this part? When I do. Cam and I have taken to dancing to the music in our heads of the gay theme song. Oh, uh, even though he's going to cut the music in in post, we sit and silently stare at each other and dance to the gay music in our head with our headphones on. It looks like one of those dance parties. Silent disco. Yeah. Yeah. Which never looks cool. It always looks like the nerdiest thing in the world. It sure is. But those people are having a good old time. They are. So who are we to judge their joy? You're right. So anyway, on the way into this theater, we're skipping. I was so excited. We had a good recording day and we're ready to enjoy a movie. And um, I don't know how it came up, but, you know, the, my favorite word came back somehow, which is... Bussy. Bussy, 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 bussy everywhere. <laughs> bussy, bussy, bussy. <laughs> Peter hates it so much. And it was the three of us going to the movie and he was like, you have to stop saying that. So I don't remember exactly why, but we're talking about bussies and queefs. I think you said the words... Can a bussy queef? <laughs> oh, right. I was asking if a bussy can queef because is, is it not just a fart if uh-huh. a bussy queefs? Yeah. Um, and then out of my mouth without thought came bussy burp. <laughs> Which is the foulest combination of words. And as I said it, it just like brought me such joy. So I repeated it over and over to Peter's sheer dread. And he's like, you need to stop. It is inappropriate. And I was like, nobody knows what a bussy burp is. This is fictitious. It's fine. He's like, they can figure it out. There's <laughs> no great mystery what a <laughs> bussy burp would be. It was so foul. and But we both, uh, yeah, we got a lot of joy from that word. And now a we decided, I think that a bussy burp isn't a regular fart, but it's like. <laughs> it's when you get like pounded full of air Jesus and that Christ. air is released it's not like gas it's just uh-huh. air that has been put in you mm-hmm. so i think we've talked about queefs on this yeah. podcast before right? sure have <laughs> your friend that could queef on command yeah she's a real star <laughs> jesus yeah i really hope that was the gayest moment of your week because that is uh it can't get much gayer than that and not get the cops called on you so Filled with joy on the way in, we grabbed a couple drinks. We're ready for a fun, Oscar-worthy movie. We watch Bombshell, and um, it put me in all kinds of bad places. It's about... I could, um, I could feel it happening as we were watching it. I was I could feel Mike just like sinking into his chair going, no, 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 no. It's too real. It was so real and really hard to watch. It's about when Me Too, the Me Too movement reached the Fox News Network and the whole controversy with Bill O'Reilly. And uh, it focuses more on the Roger Ailes uh, controversy as head of the network. And it was, uh, I think it was a good movie, but it was like a little too real to mm-hmm. enjoy. Like it's just bleak as hell. I also, I guess something I had kind of a problem with was they make, um, there's two real women um, that are played by Nicole Kidman and Charlize Theron, and then there's like a fictitious every woman mm-hmm. um, who's kind of, you know, representing the the issue at large. It's Margot Robbie. Who is excellent, but I just, I guess, have a hard time with the way we are made to sympathize with these Fox News reporters who have chosen to work at a disgusting network yeah and and i want to be very clear on separating that it doesn't matter who you are where you're working the sexual harassment stuff is like that is a universal theme and i think it's super important that we see it especially through a conservative lens like that yeah but what i don't love is um the we are glamorizing the likes of megan kelly who is absolutely Mm -hmm. not blameless Mm -hmm. in this current political media landscape yeah um and it's hard 
from our perspective, knowing that like Megyn Kelly and these other anchors at Fox News, they were yes. spewing the same bullshit that Fox News was telling them to spew for right. forever. And, and it, it does not reduce their victimhood at all, but it makes it a much more complicated movie going experience when right. you're like, you are a victim here, but you're also a monster. <laughs> right. I hate you for all these separate reasons yeah. and I feel awful about what's going on in this specific instance, yeah. but like I can't, it's not going to wash away all the guilt you have for what yeah. is going on with America and your complicity. I will say that Charlize is an insane chameleon. Um, I think I talked about it on the podcast, how when I went to see the Judy Garland movie, um, my friend Ciara did not realize until the end of the movie that it was Renee Zellweger until the, the credits rolled. Oh my God. She's recognizable. It's not that. Uh, she did not recognize her yeah. at all. It, she it was I so more on your friend Ciara than on Renee Zellweger. <laughs> the credits rolled and she goes, that was Renee Zellweger. <laughs> We're like, oh my God. Um, she was, she was, didn't know anything about the movie. She was like, sure, I'll go with you. And just, you know, kind of blindly went. And mm-hmm. I think that was that's amazing. Um, also, Renee doesn't look like Bridget Jones Renee anymore, so no. it's kind of understandable. Um, but a third of the way through this movie, I pulled a Ciara because <laughs> I looked at Peter and I was like, who is that playing Beck and Kelly? I knew Charlize was in this movie and I was waiting for her to come out. And he goes, that's Charlize Theron. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she is a chameleon. She's amazing. It is remarkable how makeup and wigs or haircuts or whatever can really change her completely it was it was very impressive these three women margot robbie nicole kidman and uh charlize theron are just they're amazing actors yeah Um, i i had a i I really like margot robbie i loved itania i think that she's just a fascinating uh very talented actress we were watching the golden globes on sunday and um once upon a time in hollywood won and she was up there with Quentin Tarantino and she was like hugging on him. Mm-hmm. And he's known to be such a, like a womanizer kind of monster. Like mm-hmm. women do, he's just a douchebag. Women do not like working with him. Makes sense. I don't know if he's actually a predator or if he's just a douche, but either nothing way, nothing about him, but it, um, I would, wouldn't be even a little bit surprised. Right. Yeah. He has a real reputation for being just a bag of dicks. And, uh, I saw her, she was like side hugging him while the producer was giving this speech. And mm-hmm. I was like the optics of this, knowing who Tarantino is or, who he is portrayed to be by people that have worked with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of tough optics. I had just seen her in bombshell. Uh, you know what I mean? That was yeah. very complicated. I was like, oh, none of this stuff is cut and dry. It must be very, very tough on these women who have like, are trying to navigate a career and their conscience and, and yeah. the times as they are. It's, it really is an impossible situation for most of these women to be it, in. It is. It's like, it's kind of like Woody Allen who like has made a lot of actresses careers and people that like actresses who will stand by him. But then there are other women who have had awful experiences and like he has been canceled to a lot of people, you know, Yeah. it is. Yeah. It's, it's nearly impossible right. for, for people to navigate this. No, which it's nearly impossible for women to navigate this and be, um, and, and manage all the optics because it is constantly, in flux and constantly developing this it's it's not me too was not a confined thing it will continue that's, to go on i feel like that's so much what bombshell was about yeah <laughs> how do these women handle this that's incredible yeah well put <laughs> way to bring it back anyway the whole point of it is this movie was hard to watch for all of these complicated reasons and it put me in the opposite place i was in on the way mm-hmm. skipping in he wasn't talking about bussy burps on the way out y'all Mm-mm-mm-mm. i had we had it was one of those theaters where you um get to have drinks in the theater which was super necessary <laughs> <laughs> and 
then my inhibitions a little lowered on the way out. I was like, I need pot right now. I didn't have any with me at their house. So Cam and Peter drove me to the nearest pot store. We had five minutes before it closed. I didn't have cash. So Peter, God bless him, ran across like a six lane highway to go to an ATM for me so I could get my weed. I irrationally spent $42 on a singular joint. I mean, what did you do? Did you say, give me the most expensive joint you have in the store? I said, give me the fattest joint you have. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of asked for it, didn't you? I did, but that's insane. And like, I made a pretty uh, irresponsible decision. And because of that, I am smoking less and <laughs> buying zero marijuana for for a little bit. You're until like punishing yourself? Yeah, I need to just calm down a little and think about my choices. Don't you grow marijuana in your backyard? Why are you buying flour anyway? Because I needed it then and we didn't have it. Oh, understood. Um, anyway, that was... Long way to tell you my gayest moment. Please, please, please pick up my um, downtrodden spirit with your gayest moment. Okay. Uh, my my gayest moment of the week was a little bit of online shopping that I did. Um, it's not that gay. It gets gayer. I'm going to Mexico to mm-hmm. um, Brandy Carlisle's music festival. Have we talked about this? Yes. How very lesbian of you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's me and one of my straight girlfriends and like a bunch of lesbians. And I'm super stoked about it. Um get to see Brandy Carlyle three nights in a row. And I just, it's, it's going to be a dream come true. Anyway, uh, the last night of the festival, um, it's a theme. It's uh ladies of the eighties themed. Oh <laughs> and God so, help us all. Uh, what did I, you buy, Cam? I don't really do costume parties, but we decided me and my friend Casey, we decided that we were going to go all in on this. And so she's like doing like, uh, like a jazzercise bodysuit and like, <laughs> you know, like high tube socks and mm-hmm. tennis shoes. And, um, I decided that I was going to go full gay eighties and do, Short acid washed gaities, yes, Great. full gaities. Um, acid washed short jorts and a neon crop top, jorts, J- jean shorts. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, and so I went online, I was like, Where does one buy crop tops? You see, like at Pride, everyone's wearing crop tops, like crop tops for guys are in. I just don't know where Pause. they exist. What. Yes, one does see at Pride people wearing neon crop tops. I don't know where this outfit was on our Pride weekend when I was begging you to fucking get dressed up with me. I am super offended that the lesbians get your gayest self and my gay ass couldn't have your gayest self at Pride. Uh, my gayest self needs a theme party apparently because I don't usually the like The theme to, is gay. I the theme at Pride is gay. I don't like to dress up for things or I don't really get into it. But I kind of decided to jump in with both feet on this one. Mm. And uh, I ordered eight crop tops. Cam. <laughs> Some of them are going to go back. I promise. Peter was like, that is seven too many crop tops. That is, I'm going to go ahead and say more irresponsible than me getting a $42 joint. Seven, no, eight crop tops. I needed options. What did you need? Tell me what you need. I, needed, <laughs> I, I don't know what they're going to look like on, and they're of like varying lengths and cuts. So I'm going to try on the crop tops, and I will be returning probably six of the eight. They're crop tops. You know you can like crop them more if you need. So just buy them longer and crop them no, yourself. No, no, no. They have like, they have hems at the bottom. So I don't want like, I don't want like, janky. you know, janky ass crop tops. These are nice crop tops. Yeah, God help us if you have a janky Gaty's outfit. Um, I almost said tube tops, which is different. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, is it? It's... <laughs> I'm not wearing like bandeau tops. Wait, that'd be so funny. Can you please? <laughs> no, I cannot. I'm sending you two oh, tops. Will not. <laughs> they got to be cheap on Amazon. Just get like big headbands. <laughs> Wear them as tube tops. <laughs> um, yeah. So I will cull the herd when when they uh, arrive. Um, cull the herd. Cull the herd. It's like when you. Um... <clears throat> 
<laughs> culling the herd is when like you have I, I think like too many animals or like some that are sickly uh, and so you only keep the strongest out of your herd and the rest of them you uh, murder and, <laughs> you, and use for food or uh, whatever pelts or whatever I just won't well, I'm gonna leave you and your farm expertise there uh, so yeah I eight crop tops is too many crop tops I couldn't wear eight crop tops in a year I don't think Peter Thought. I challenge you to try. <laughs> Peter was like, men do not look good in crop tops. It is not, uh, it's not a fashion that I support. I was like, well, I beg to differ. I like a crop top in, a, in the correct setting. I wore a crop top yeah. with you once. Oh, you sure did. On Fire Island. Which is what I was expecting at Pride to bring it back. <laughs> I, I think... will, okay, next Pride in June, I will wear a fucking crop top for you, okay? With you. Appreciate it. With I think you. anything worn with confidence by anybody can be sexy as fuck. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. Should I go put a crop top on now? Should we do this in crop tops? Uh, I don't have them yet. So no crop tops for you. I have like a really tight tank top you lent me that I never gave back. You want to wear that? Keep it. Okay. Um, are you ready for some journal? Yeah. Is your body ready? Is your bussy ready? Ew. <laughs> bussy, 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 bussy <laughs> burping everywhere. <laughs> Back in the journal. Here we are. We are in May of 2014. 2014. Just thought we really needed that um, addition from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, ew, you ate it Outback. I was really into Outback in Philly. Um, I have no idea what this says afterwards. This very last line on that date. Help. Help. I believe it says, John's with kips and rudel after. <laughs> <laughs> was that a, a different language or i don't know what rudels are um cups and i don't feel bad about not being able to read it if you can't so it looks like i i don't know i gave nicknames to people i don't that i don't know the real name of so that just leaves us in all kinds of weird places oh, kind of like how you like to rename people's pets exactly and i forgot to tell you <laughs> yes thank you okay so i know where it comes from Mama Wes, Mama Rose. <laughs> Mama Wes. <laughs> Mom, oh, Mama Rose. I love that so much. Yeah, she is Mama Rose. Yeah. She, uh, when we were staying here, renamed your dogs. And I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> am I offended? No, that was perfect. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I get it from you. What a weird trait to pass down. She renamed um, your big girl, Eleanor Cujo, because... Oh. <laughs> Because Eleanor, like, she was a little aggressive when my mom first came. She but... takes a minute to warm up to older people specifically. Yes. They Doesn't became... spend a lot, lot of time around older people. Actually, she likes people our age. Older people and children, not interested. Uh, I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> but she will warm up to older people. Children, she will not warm up to. That's hysterical. I love that she hates kids. Yeah. She, That's dangerous. But she, was not, she was not raised around kids. Um, and dogs that aren't socialized around kids early they um it's tough for them because they're these little miniature humans who are right at eye level and they tend to like toddle right up to them and oh yeah um, no yeah, boundaries it freaks eleanor out and she'll just remove herself from the situation but if the kid is persistent and spending time with her she will growl and it Aww. is um it's scary for the children and for us like yeah honestly she she is horrifying when she puts her best growl out which is what uh-huh. she greeted my mom with and then she went to her little place and hid until my mom was just chilling and she comes up and does her little sweet nuzzle and gets to know you. She's uh-huh. like, needs to come on her terms. Yeah. That's but, what I always tell people. I'm like, let her come to you. She is a sweet girl, but she doesn't like people up in her grill. She doesn't like strangers in her grill, which I guess I appreciate. Absolutely. Anyway, she she got over it, but the impression lasted. And so she was Cujo for the rest of the time. Oh, so mom sad. was like, Cujo. Um, <laughs> sweet girl, Cujo. Um, <laughs> and Fergus. <laughs> this one's a little offensive. Oh, um, no. So I have a deceased great aunt who was a little off her rocker 
always kind of hard to tell because she didn't speak any English. Um, she used to hang her underwear in our front yard when she'd stay with us. Like she would hand wash it and then hang it on. Like she'd put up laundry lines on our trees and hang them up for the neighbors to see. Great. Um, she used to stir her. <laughs> she used to have tea at ungodly hours, like 5 a.m. And she would stir it clockwise for like 10, 15 minutes. Just stirring. And then it would drive you insane. Yes. And then she would stop and go the other direction. <laughs> One time she was swimming in our backyard um, and we didn't have a pool. And <laughs> Excuse me? No, I'm just kidding. We had a pool. But she uh, she like didn't know how to swim. And my um, She started like, this isn't funny, but she was like kind of flailing around. It was a shallow end. She was fine. We should have put water wings on her. My aunt and uncle and my mom were like, Literally pointing and laughing. They were like, oh my God, look how cute. She's trying to swim. Oh. This lady is like going under. Oh. She was fine. They saved her. Um, oh my God. Anyway, she's just giving you, painting you a picture. Uh-huh. Her name was Tia Kohn. So my mom called Fergus Tia Kohn. They looked a lot alike. That's fair. <laughs> and also couldn't swim for his life. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Straight they to the were bottom. Very similar in the pool. That's, <laughs> imagine your little brick of a dog in a pool. That's what my aunt looked like. Great aunt. Oh Tia Kohn. my God. That is. Hilarious and offensive, and mm-hmm. only your mom can make that joke, I guess, because it's her aunt. Yeah, she's a character. When I was born, I had a lot of greats in my life. I had four sets of great grandparents that were still around and like vital enough, and I had like two great great aunts. I don't know, just a lot of old people in my family. There's mm-hmm. some uh, longevity on both sides of my family, and uh, my mom's maternal grandmother, my great grandma, we called her Bushy, um, because her, uh, it, I don't know how I feel yet about the term bushy. It's, I feel like I've heard you mention bushy before. Yeah. She was just kind of, uh, she was just kind of a wacky old lady. She got that name because, uh, one of her grandsons, like just started calling her that inexplicably as a kid, you know, and it stuck one of those things. Um, and she kind of went off her rocker later in life. And, um, my mom one time showed up to the trailer where she lived. She used to live in this little guest house on the back of our property. And then she moved out and she moved into a trailer park and she lived in this like very small little trailer that she had, uh, she had, you know, adorned with Decked Afghans and, and mothballs. And oh, it was sure. just like perfect old lady, everything, just old lady about it. <laughs> adorned with mothballs and imagine like hot glue on the walls, like just sticking mothballs up. <laughs> that whole, I mean, she must've had them everywhere because it smelled like mothballs hardcore. And like she had lived through, old lady smell. Uh, yeah. Lived through the depression. So like if you looked under her bed, it was just canned goods. Oh she my had God. this very tall old Whoa. bed and it was just like, she, you know, full of canned goods. Um, anyway, all this to say, my mom showed up at her house one time and she had, um, all these parts of a Christmas tree, um, like a, a fake Christmas tree, you know how the, the branches come separately. Mm-hmm. She had all those parts stuck in her yard, lining her walkway. And my mom was like, what has gone on here? And my mom, you know, goes up to the trailer and she's like, uh, Bushy looks like, uh, <laughs> looks like you re-landscaped. What's going on here? She goes, I went to a garage sale and I found this box full of little artificial shrubs. How sweet are they? (laughs) So she planted them as artificial shrubs. Oh, bless Bushy. This same woman in the 90s when all the um, laundry detergents were starting to come out um, with, they were called Ultra, which just meant they were concentrated, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It was like Tide Ultra and All Ultra, all this kind of stuff. Um, but she didn't realize that they were concentrated. And so she was using the same amount and it was like oh. staying in her clothes and breaking her out. And so she was determined that she was allergic to ultra. And so she, w- 
she wouldn't buy anything with ultra in it because oh. she was allergic to it. My mom tried to explain it to her like 14 times. And finally she was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yep. You're allergic to ultra. <laughs> you're allergic to ultra. <laughs> this is why like, I don't want Joe Biden to be president because <laughs> sweet, love him. But like, you know, ultra, he might be allergic to ultra. Yeah. Bernie Sanders is older and I'm not afraid of him ever feeling. No, he's but, fully, his mind is a hundred percent there. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about Bernie surge? Um, I feel good about it because I, my support is still behind Warren. I, she's, in, she's your fave in an ideal world. She's my president. I don't, that doesn't, my, my ideal world is not always what pans out, believe it or not. Um, and your ideal world is going to be anyone that's not Trump. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, even, even Bloomberg, even Biden, like the people that I don't, don't want, but like mm. anyone, we get it. Yeah. Um, but I think Bernie at this point, based on polls and fundraising has the best shot at actually beating Trump. Mm, he has the most momentum. And I could absolutely get behind him. He prob- probably won't get my primary vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't but know. But if he's on the ticket, obviously you're voting for absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I'll find hope in whoever has the be- the best chance of, and of beating Trump. he's probably my my number two, honestly. So even though he may not get my... A number two is pr- a pretty great option. When there's 20 people. Which is also basically how he's doing so well. He's a lot of people's number two, which uh-huh. counts a lot. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Uh, when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter who you want in the primary. It's about who can get the majority on, like, Super Tuesday and all the early primaries. Right. So. Anyway, back to the urinal. <laughs> Just love to call it that. May 3rd, first 10 out of 12. May the 3rd be with you. <laughs> so close. <laughs> did I knock? Just did I miss the mark on that? Thanks, <laughs> <blank> stare. <laughs> I hate you. Um, the pace we are taking slash Larry's weird prioritizing is stressing me and others out. Kim stayed over. Oh. Who's fun. Kim? My uh, friend and co-star in this. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, on May 4th. May the 3rd be with you. <laughs> Fuck off. How many times have I said that this episode? Um, 10 out of 12, going very slow. Still haven't run without stopping. Um, you went into Wilmington for dinner. Exhausting night. May 5th. Day off. Ooh. Sound sorry. like bushy. <laughs> day off. Uh, I can't really do a Kentucky accent anymore. It's like real. It's like, it's like lazy Southern. Just there do... There it is, something like that. I think. Hmm. It's not like it's not like Georgia Southern, you know. It's not oh, Georgia like, Southern's sweet. Kentucky Southern not, is. It's just kind of like it's the bag of diarrhea that Mitch McConnell is. Well, the president's not a racist, and I think the tone of all of this is not good for the country. Oh my God, the bag of diarrhea, the diarrhea turtle. I, I'm sorry. Tell me he's not a bag of diarrhea. And I will not tell you that because he is the worst. Sorry, there's good people in Kentucky too, but it's unfortunate that Mitch McConnell speaks for your state. Um, I feel like I've heard people call into a lot of podcasts recently that are in Kentucky that are liberal and they're like happy. They're like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. so happy to hear like I, I I listen to this podcast because, you know, I need liberal voices or whatever. I'm like, oh, they, they do exist in Kentucky. I just Absolutely. can't imagine a place I would less like to live. But sometimes people have to live there because it's where the community is. It's where their job is, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do not mean to disparage a whole place. It's just no, it just sucks that his yeah. name was on your state. Yeah. His competitor, Amy McGrath, is matching him uh, for donations. He's not going to lose because he has such a stronghold. Uh-huh. But. It just kills me that, like, she, I want anyone in the world other than him to win, but she is so lifeless. It took me a minute to conjure her name, despite the fact that she has matched him for donations, which is a huge feat. I know very little about her. Is she exactly. just not, com- not compelling as a candidate? She's like, we need Mitch McConnell out of office, so please donate if you can. 
And I'm like, Ooh. oh, lady, I I think I agree with your um your policy viewpoints, but good lord, get some charisma. Eek. Think if some if someone that had some charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent got in there and could actually <laughs> a big old cunt. <laughs> I have been watching so much Drag Race still. Those references aren't stopping anytime soon. It's a universal theme. It's scattered through this entire journal. Yep. Um, it's one of the few things that's scattered. It's in the journal and in our real life. When we like go back and forth, Drag Race is always there. Yeah. Uh, I just I, It's one of those great background shows. Absolutely. I just And I get absolutely. more. Absolutely. Um, I get more from it every time I watch it because like Rue is so funny uh-huh. and so wise in his slash her own way. What and, a phenomenal, phenomenal star entrepreneur absolutely and i i love 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 his sense of humor i'm gonna say his because half the time he's uh, he appears as a man he goes by either and is unoffended by either so you're right um i love a sense of humor i love the like irreverence of it all and like has led such an interesting life and is still just funny and real and compassionate and oh god i love it it's been famous for decades decades at least 30 years he was in the fucking love shack video wow that's crazy i didn't realize that i just saw that recently uh the b52s were guest guest judges and he was making a, a reference about the fact that one of his big breaks was when they cast him in the love shack video wow i know that was what like 82 or something i don't know a long time ago um i randomly have a very deep connection to Love Shack that I just cannot believe has not come up on here yet. Um, in high school, I, along with a couple friends, uh, I wanted to do something fun at prom. I wanted to do one of those high school movie style, like dances that everybody seems to know. Not a flash mob, but just like a, it's like you want to do a musical number. Yeah. You want to, to do you want your life to be a musical. A song comes on and everyone inexplicably knows the choreography. Yeah. Um, so this like really caught on and kids across every click started learning it. We started doing it in classes like to love shack. Yeah. We all started learning the choreo and everybody got into it. And where did you go to high school? The town from high school musical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's based on me. (laughs) Um, I was soaring and flying. Never seen that movie. Oh really? Yeah. Confession. It's worth seeing for the pop culture. You should know it. It's zeitgeist, right? I guess. Although it's, it's old now. It's like 20 years old. Probably pretty tough to watch a young Zac Efron and, uh, I almost said Gabrielle Hudgens. Yeah, I almost said Gabrielle Union. <laughs> Absolutely not her. Super different. Like ten years apart. Yeah, I don't need young Zach Efron. I need Zach Efron now. Uh, Could you um, hand me that cum rag? <laughs> Thinking about Zach Efron. <laughs> anyway, we um did this choreo and everybody learned it and we uh, Love Shot came on at um the dance, the big dance. Like, what if it hadn't come on? Did you make sure that the oh, DJ was going to play? I fucking sure it was okay. coming on. That's actually part of the reason we did it. We were like, Love Shack is always played. So, like, that's okay. a good common one. Uh, that is kind of crazy to me. Also, no wonder you were voted most likely to be famous. You were, like, choreographer to the whole school. To the stars. That's very fun. Didn't you go to, like, 14 proms? Did I make that up about so you? So many proms. I think I went to eight. Eight? Um, yeah. God damn. Starting at what year? Freshman. I went to junior and senior Every year, I think. Oh, that is... Wait, you had two different proms? Junior set of prom and senior set of prom. Really? hmm Wow, we had one prom that was open to juniors and seniors. Oh, that's a fun idea. Yeah, I didn't know you had different proms. Uh, I'm very interested to know. Maybe that's an East Coast thing. Maybe uh, mine is a Midwest thing. I don't know. We... Uh, the tradition, every school pretty much, their prom was open to juniors and seniors, and they could take underclassmen as dates, but underclassmen couldn't buy tickets. My own senior prom, I remember being the most fun because it was just just my class all my friends you know versus me being an outsider and yeah. someone else's class there is something really fun about that about everyone like dressing up there were a lot of oh, fucking indiana there were a lot of guys um that wore the local tuck shop rented 
camo tux vests. No. And so the vest under their black tux was camo. Really, really pissed me off. I'm um, disgusted. Such trash. Um, I wore tails, I think, to my prom. Did you? Were you sober for yours? Or was it like a thing where everyone got drunk? Uh, We got drunk after. I think some kids... Maybe we had like a drink or two before. I can't imagine us casually like having a drink or two. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not the way that usually works when no, you're 18. I, I think we went sober. I think most kids went sober. I'm sure many did not. But then afterward, we all got fucked up in uh, someone's basement. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, they breathalyzed at our, at the door oh my of God. ours. Everyone got breathalyzed. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is very crazy they, they and were, not hygienic. Everyone got their own little plastic straw that you plug into the breathalyzer. Um, <laughs> That's insane. Before you could get let in. I know. So specific. And so I think a lot of people did drugs, actually. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> that makes people sense. People were like popping pills because they couldn't get drunk. Um. Okay. Where were we? May 5th. You had a day off. May the 5th be with you. Fucking start. <laughs> Long weekend of tech, did some laundry, booked more Babs? Barbs. Babs. What's Babs? I was doing a Barbara Streisand tribute show um, where I was what? Barbara Streisand. Gee, are you kidding me? I am kidding you. Okay. This is this is false. <laughs> like if there could be one more show in your life. Uh, Wouldn't that be fun? Where I was Barbara Streisand. <laughs> a no, drag I, Barbara Streisand show. I'm sure it's been done. I have no idea what you just said. Uh, booked more Barbs. Slash trains for Europe. B&Bs. 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 Booked more B&Bs and trains for Europe. Trains were a nightmare to book with CC. Credit card. Ah. (laughs) CC, that whore. (laughs) You know a CC. You be nice to her. Oh, not her. Uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Trains were a nightmare to book with a credit card. And then you watch Drag Race at Mike's. Here we are again. Here we go. Universal. friends. Um, the next day is, you know, what we should do what there's like no podcasts about drag race. That so we can't should, be true. It's, it's, there's more podcasts about drag race than anything else. <laughs> You're like getting me with all your, I am full of shit today. <laughs> You're yeah. Full of shittedness. Um, on May 6th, you have a 10 out of 10 as, as opposed to a 10 out of 12. Maybe I just gave that day 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 again, annoyed to only <laughs> nope, didn't give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I haven't seen annoyed in a while. That used to be a common word. Uh-huh. Well, you were annoyed to only run the show once. In 10 hours, you only ran the show once. Getting very tired, and I feel like we haven't been productive. Oh, wow. The very next day, opening day slash night. Oh, nah. we haven't run the whole thing yet, and it's opening day? You'd run it once. Yikes. Yeah. Um, opening day slash night, matinee went well, and evening even better. Audiences oh. love it. Right. Um, a bunch of names uh, went to Firestone after. Hmm, probably castmates. That was the saving grace of this sort of shit show. It was just Burt Backrock music, so nobody cared how bad the script or the acting or anything was because it's just music people enjoy. Yeah, great. He wrote everything. You'd be shocked at the amount of songs you recognize that are Burt Backrock. Yes. I love artists like that that are so prolific beyond just their catalog. I always think of Prince because Prince is behind so many hits of the 80s and 90s that like most people don't is know he? that he wrote. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. He was he incredibly prolific. Um, Free Your Mind. 
the radio version of that song is Free Your Mind and the rest will follow. The original version of that song was Free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow, but it was Ooh. not allowed to be played on the radio, so they had to remake it. I like that. Um, he did some stuff for Shaka Khan. Um, he wrote some for Stevie Nicks. I mean, he was everywhere. Any Hoozlebees? Any Hoozlebees. On May 8th, you spent all day working on new bed. you know i still have that bed in my house and it's our guest room bed in uh san diego really the one that pops up it's the the cage bed it's like one of the ones you can get on amazon Uh for 100 bucks why did that take all day to work on they're very easy to put together fucking idiot obviously (laughs) i had that bed frame too and i think i set it up in 10 minutes out of the box Hmm. (laughs) y'all couldn't see but yeah i didn't love the didn't didn't love the look he gave me mm-hmm. it said you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> you're not an idiot you're just maybe not the most handy person in the world that's not a i'm read. very handsy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leaving that there <laughs> just leaving that there so after you spent all day working on a very simple bed that has like two screws uh you did burt show number three and then um some of your friends came and saw rachel and zach can i say those names yeah my uh my roommate and her future husband the one with the little baby we wanted to steal. Oh, love that. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Um, dumped old mattress on the curb. Hope <gasps> trash takes it. Yeah, I hope trash takes it, not someone else. Eee. Infested mattress. Eee. Who's going to take a... Nobody takes a mattress from the street. You're right. I hope that trash takes it also. Did you hear this past week someone released bed bugs in a Walmart <gasps> in Pennsylvania? And it's like being investigated by the FBI or something. That is domestic terrorism. It is. That's insane. Just releasing bed bugs in a retailer. Oh my God. Ugh. That's I didn't hear that. That's crazy. And it obviously happened to Walmart. Yeah, of course. Um, I asked. Peter was like, he read the headline to me and I was like, Florida. <laughs> He's like, no. Would you call Pennsylvania the Florida of the East Coast? I was like, I would not, actually. Florida is the Florida of the East Coast. <laughs> Fair. Um, I lived above, like, a massage parlor. And I... Like one, like a rub and tug parlor? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't go in there. And I think I put it a little too close to their storefront. And they... I think I got yelled at. And I think they moved it in front of our building again to... I don't know. What are the rules around throwing a mattress away? You're supposed to... You can put it on the curb if you call for a large item pickup in most places, but you can't just put it out and leave it there because that's illegal dumping. I definitely didn't do that. (laughs) We know. Uh, (laughs) Why am I still dealing with this? Yikes. I don't know, but I'm glad you got rid of it. The last line of this day, though, major money blow when I checked account. Oof. Major money blow. Like you had spent too much or something? Yeah, probably. I'm booking all these airbnbs and trains and things and oh yeah these shows ain't paying much money and i think i've pretty much been living off of that cruise money still uh-huh. all this time later How like long? five months yeah it's been a while and that money does not last that long especially when you're taking a trip yeah uh, speaking of booked rome and milan bnbs like i have no responsibilities <laughs> not true i had a lot ignoring them you had show number four how many shows are we talking about i need to know when this is going to be over <laughs> oh good sorry you're bored just reading about it i have no idea sorry dude okay did you say sorry, dude? Uh-huh. Sorry, dude. Sorry, bro. It's all right. Um, you're feeling solid about shows. Feeling solid. Nice to have days off now. Mm. Once rehearsal's over and you're just doing shows, you get some time. Um, I keep forgetting this is back in the time when your family was still a cohesive unit. How dare you? Because <laughs> on May 10th, Tara, mom, and dad saw matinee, and then we went to Joe's. <sighs> it's very hard for me. I, I do not know your mom. I've met your dad once. It's very hard for me to imagine them as Crazy like, you've a met married him couple. And not her. I know. Um, 
Is it weird for you to think of them that way or is it easy because you lived most of your life that way? Um, and it's not hard to remember, uh, but they were like separated for so long, but not, not relationship separated, but physically separated for quote unquote jobs. But Uh now we know better. Um, well you and I do. Oh yeah. Sorry, everybody. We'll get to it. I swear. (laughs) We just have to say that once every five episodes or so. Would you like for your, if you were in a show, would it be meaningful if your dad came or would it just be too fucking weird? No. Okay. Yeah. No. (laughs) Fair. Um, you went to Firestone with the cast after the show, and then Kim slept over. Oh, sex getting romantic? That's so romantic. Getting a little romantic? Actually, that reminds me that I've obviously had a bunch of girlfriends sleep over at all different times in my life, all different places, and I feel like it really confused my mom for a really long time, <laughs> and uh-huh. anyone who I wasn't explicit with. I uh, H from early episodes, from my London times. Her and I, I don't know why we found this fucking funny because it wasn't. We would make out all over Europe like, and take pictures of it and post it. Young people. Young Stupid, people. Yeah. yeah. I don't... Un- young whatever. gay men and young straight women kissing, like making out in clubs. It, it was just like a thing. It's so gross to yeah. think of now, but yeah. like I would never now, but I was so into it when I was young. Yeah. Just making out. So fun. So, so edgy. Fun. So like... I, I, what is that? I don't know. It's a bizarre thing. Very I made weird. out with all my girlfriends when I was like, totally. Like, like, Can you imagine so, making out with your girlfriends now? No, that is so off-putting to yeah. think about. Oh, so I, off-putting. I remember my mom once when I was still abroad, she saw a picture of H and I making out in front of the Eiffel Tower, and she's like, "Ooh, it's a little love interest spark or oh. something." I was like, "Oh, mom." Oh Jesus! <laughs> but also super logical for very her to get fair. confused about yep, that. Yeah, very fair. Not not her fault. I once posted a picture on Facebook of me and my friend Kelsey. Um and I know Kelsey. Oh yeah. Um and we she just happened to be visiting Chicago when I lived there. Mm-hmm. Um and we had gone down to the museum campus and I think we went to the aquarium one day and she and I took a picture together outside and it looked really cute. It looked kind of like an engagement photo mm-hmm. and I jokingly posted she said yes on <sighs> Facebook and so many people who I was out to we're like, congratulations. I got a bunch of messages. I was like, oh, shit. I fucked this up. <laughs> also, she was fully in a long-term relationship with her now husband. Oh, my God. And so people on her side, because she was tagged in the photo, got so confused. Like, man, I really did, not mean, I did not mean to screw this up. It was really funny. I thought you were going to tell me you guys just like made out in front of the walruses or something. No, no, no. I, I ended up having to post. Be like, y'all, still super gay. <laughs> Would never do that to a woman. No. Please take do this less seriously. to a woman. <laughs> Honestly, I think about that so much when I think about how my parents would have me live my life is that they, you know, they'd rather you ruin a woman's life. Exactly. They would, they would, their best case scenario would be be to choke down this gay thing and marry a woman and make the fucking best of it. I'm like, that is not fair to anyone. That is so awful. Were you strategic about those words? Choke down the gay thing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wasn't but yeah that, that i see where you're going with that um no not not helpful at all it's crazy that school of thought that just like bury it until it goes away bury it until you are a fucking psychopath in your late years and then have to try and start your life again yeah and that's not fair there's plenty of plenty of men who were married and had kids and had a full life wanting to be a hetero for whatever reasons maybe involving the family maybe not and you you can absolutely come out and have a great life, a great honest life from there on out. A lot of the time, those are people who didn't admit it to themselves, yeah. you know, and, and and found that out about themselves mm-hmm. or, or let themselves think about it later in life, which is fine. No judgment on how those people live. But I knew I was fucking gay. Yes. I knew what I wanted. Yes, and my parents were like, just just go ahead and bury that and marry a sweet girl. 
um, and continue playing life the way that we want you to play. I'm like, that is so, it's so cruel to think to, oh my God. to me. It's so Atrocious. cruel. Yeah. But you're right. That's the difference is that you knew. But I think if you don't know, then it's any way you come out is the right way to come uh-huh. out. I cannot stop thinking about the fact that, like, as a 21-year-old, I'd be, like, on the dance floor at a gay bar making out with my friends. What the fuck is that? I know. So gross. Why did we do that? I I think that people probably don't do that as much anymore. Like, young people. Because young people are, like, so much more... Oh, maybe they do. I don't fucking know. Tell us if you're 21 and you're making out with your girlfriends on the dance floor. Yeah, let us know. But I think gay kids now are more allowed to be gay. We were just like straight people got to make out on the dance floor. So maybe we just subconsciously wanted. And it was that like. That didn't feel like what it was. I have no idea. Somebody comment. Let us know what that fucking was. I need to know. Yeah, I need a, a psychologist, like a child's child psychologist. Because you, like we it's did not, that, I wasn't right? a child, but it, everyone poll, did that. Pull on the Instagram. If you're a gay man who at one point was making out with lots of girlfriends. Yeah, you, you were out. You were gay. You were at gay bars, probably, on the dance floor making out with your girlfriends. What the hell is that? I have straight girlfriends, too, who used to make out with girls all the time just because it was, like, fun and sexy. and. That is a different thing altogether, I think. It is. Um, and that is still super ubiquitous is girls getting, especially young women, getting drunk and making out with other girls because that's, like, the safe the safe way the kind of like socially acceptable way to like explore that um because it's fine in society for women to be like the sexual sexy bisexual fantasy anywhere in public Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so bizarre um that was a a bit of a a diversion but it really (laughs) it piqued my interest because i'm i'm curious why that is so ubiquitous in gay men of our generation may 11th Matinee show number seven. Oh my goodness, there are so many exclamation points here after every sentence. So happy for two days off. Oh man. Kim and I got breakfast at South Street Diner. Ah! French toast. Ah! Got Mick from Buzz after show. Ah! Went for a walk and talked about our trip. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You were excited when you were writing this. I think I just had a lot of coffee. Yeah, and you got your friend and you were hanging out with your good girls, your good Judy. Michaela's here now? Uh, yeah, you got her from the bus after the show. Second show in a row that she's just coming to hang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't have a lot going on in Alphabet City, apparently. No, what apparently. the hell was she... Michaela, what were you doing? Did you have a job? <laughs> oh, she was babysitting, so she can just take out time off whenever she wants. Say that again. Take she, could, time off. <laughs> she was babysitting, so she could just take time off whenever she wants. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. May 12th. May the 12th. <laughs> I'm going to walk the fuck out of this room. <laughs> threatened that before. I will do it. I will do it. You grocery shopped, Magic Garden, and Adobe Cafe. Love the Magic Garden. If you are on the East Coast, go to Philly Magic Garden. It's so special. What is it? It's uh, it's small. It's I don't know who the artist is, but there's mosaics all over Philly. They're on the fronts of lots of buildings. Um, just like beautiful, 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 <laughs> like beautiful glasswork all over, very colorful. But then there's a um, one location. It's a, a garden. It's a you know half outdoor half indoor i think like museum-y where the entire thing is mosaic all oh. the furniture is mosaic all the walls are mosaic it, it is, sounds busy it is extraordinarily busy but it's so beautiful it's so cool and very like unique to philly it's just a really it's cheap i think it's like five bucks to get in it's gorgeous and super cool fun. all right i appreciate that thanks for the hot tip sure oh my god ten dollar margarita pitchers oh my god that's so cheap. Let's go for lunch. Okay, quick flight to Philly. Oh my God, I'm still on dry January. Don't talk to me about margarita pitchers. Oh, fuck. That sucks. It does kind of suck, honestly. And not because I want to get drunk, but because I've been to like five dinners in the past seven days and everyone's drinking wine. I'm like, I just want a glass of wine with dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, You finish the day at Drag Race with Drag Race at Mike's. Lovely day off. Sounds like a couple lovely days off. Okay, May 13th. Shut up. <laughs> Printed train tickets. 
drinks at Cooperage with Catherine. Um, you saw H2 Money at Walnut. How to succeed. Gotcha. How to succeed in business without even trying at Walnut. Uh, gets me excited to do my own show. Had to throw away Starbucks during seating. Debacle. Briefly said hi to Brian. Debacle. Man, I, I yearn for the days of that being my worst drama. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I you had to throw, throw away my... your Starbucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> How dare they? Do they know I am a white man? Debacle. <laughs> Debacle. I mean, so what was it? They were like, you can't bring that in here? You're yeah. like, okay, I'll throw it away. Probably a pretty reasonable request. <laughs> Um, okay, and finishing up this week in May, next episode, we're going to get to your birthday. Next episode, we're going to Europe, bitches. Oh, fuck yeah. Great. Okay, finishing up the second week of May, you had breakfast with Michaela. I just love how ubiquitous she is in th- your life. Can when... you believe she's I, yeah, been I, the whole time? That's I know. crazy to leave my European contract and she's still here. I know. This was six years ago, and she was just at my house for a holiday party. Like, so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. she... Her friendship has really stood the test of time and has mm-hmm. been, she's been such a huge presence presence in your life. Which is so, it's crazy. We're both vastly different people than we were when we met and we're still just as close. Our different people are yep. probably grown together. Yeah. That's um, lovely. Which is what? I, people say that about romantic relationships all the time. It's like, you know, if you, people always grow and change. Like the person that you marry in 10 years is going to be a very different person. So you can choose to grow together. You can choose to grow apart. Mm. And you and Michaela, even though you're not in a romantic relationship, you're in a very close, intimate relationship and you have chosen to grow together. We confuse a lot of people. There's a really cute New Year's pic of me and Michaela and Christian and our friend from Kay from the cruise ship has messaged us all individually several times being like, you guys can just tell me, are you in a, are you in like a polyamorous thing? And oh we're my like, God. None of us responded. So now he definitely thinks we are. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny to me. I get it from the outside in 2020, looking at our life through the lens of social media uh-huh. might look like something like, unless you know us, you have no reason to n- realize that we are not right. in any kind of romantic relationship because we do coexist, which is what it's all you would see on social media if we were in a romantic relationship. Well, that's true. You wouldn't see you choking on Christians. Okay. Dick. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. I love it when I make you uncomfortable. You said bussy burp 14 times at the beginning of this episode. Bussy burp but... is generic. <laughs> choking on kicks cock ain't. Uh, choking on kicks cock. Episode title took us to the end, but we got it. Kick uh, is definitely <laughs> listening to this right now. I'm so sorry. I don't I don't know what to say. It's also interesting uh, with I, kick specifically because I'm just thinking about Michaela's presence in this whole journal and uh-huh. like kick is, is gone right now and we don't get kick for, we're going to see him I guess in two weeks. So we'll see him soon. But like, we missed a year of friendship. It's crazy to think because I, I feel just as close to him. Yeah. You've also grown together with him. Mm-hmm. We am uh, docked. <laughs> you don't have foreskin. We have established this. But you can dock with one person with a foreskin. If they have enough. Cook, how many inches of foreskin do you have? <laughs> inches? <laughs> oh Jesus. my God. Imagine it like hanging. Okay. So, oh. Wizard sleeve. Also, the, the, the listeners know Kick, so this is terrible. I'm, I'm going to have to cut a lot of this. <laughs> Wizard <laughs> sleeve. I always hear that about a uh, long labia. Uh-huh. Could also be long foreskin. It actually is probably more applicable to long foreskin. Yeah. It looks a bit more like a wizard, like a little wizard. <laughs> a teeny wizard. It's a teeny wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. You're, You're a, a wizard, Harry. You're a Harry wizard. <laughs> oh, we tickle ourselves so much. Um, can I finish this fucking entry? Please do. Okay. It's not exciting. After breakfast with Michaela, you did shows eight and nine. You came home very tired. You watched The Office and went to bed thrilling all right before we go mike uh i think we had some listener mail this week we did sorry i feel like we've been neglecting listener mail lately it's not that we don't love you it's that we um have add yeah 
<laughs> soups fair. So there's a couple I wanted to uh, point out this week. One is from someone whose handle I didn't realize until I'm like just looking back at it now. Um, it's Uncle Doodoo. So <laughs> love that. Um, and he's a new listener that just started. He's currently on Epitode 10, as he wrote. Epitode. Epitode 10 shit. Um, and he just said he was going to, he's sending me some validation because he had some reservations about um, who he sleeps with now, but he used to not be that way, like me, because we were talking about my like crazy sex life in the past. He's um, being a little more choosy in his old age. Yeah, he said he'd rather have a connection before he sleeps with someone rather than just get laid for the sake of getting laid, and he thinks that's a rare breed of gay, but it's not a bad thing. Um, and he said, keep on recording. You guys are genius. That's very sweet. So thank you so much, and I appreciate that validation. Just saying, wouldn't kill you to get laid for getting laid's sake occasionally. That's you. You're both right. <laughs> <laughs> we can both be right. And then also um, just a quick shout out to Just Jack Pictures on Instagram who sent us a very thoughtful response. Um, it's too long to read on the podcast, but he was able to relate to a lot in last episode and uh, he sent us a sweet message about that. So we always love hearing how you guys relate to our experiences and how, um, you know, what we say makes you think about your own life. So keep yeah. those coming. It's meaningful to us. Yes, we always love to hear from you all. Uh, that being said, if you haven't yet done so, please go ahead and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Share, share the good news. <laughs> of our lord and savior mm -hmm. mike wessels oh um, I'll, I'll <laughs> if ever there was blasphemy <laughs> um, and those beautiful messages that you're sending us uh would make beautiful itunes reviews oh, yeah. so feel free to uh if you haven't yet done so uh use your um use your power for good and, and leave <laughs> us a beautiful review on itunes we'll be happy to read those on the air as well power the pen or the keyboard as it were in 2020 exactly and if you want more of my best friend's journal you can find us online at my mm -hmm. bestfriendsjournal.com that's where our merch store lives you can find us on social media mainly instagram at mbfj podcast and like you can side note we do now it's true <laughs> you can email us at my best friend's journal at gmail.com that's it think that does it so until next time mike always remember young gay guys stop making out with your girlfriends at bars it's not cute and your mom's confused <laughs> and you will probably regret it in your 30s it's, it's not a great feeling no when i see those pictures yikes May 5th. Wow. Was that bussy, 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 <laughs> Was that from your mouth or your bus? It was, yeah. It was, yeah. It, it was, yeah. It was a bus burp. Oh, I can taste it. That has to be cut. That's so gross.